Hey guys, welcome back to Nate 20. Yeah, welcome back. We've uh, got an exciting episode planned. Yeah, this is our last episode on character creation, and we brought in a guest to be with us. Um, probably my all-time favorite DM that I personally know. <laughs> I mean, uh, I Ryan, don't know that Ryan, many thanks DMs, for joining yeah. us today, man. Yeah. yeah, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, uh, my name's Ryan. I've been playing D&D since I was probably about 14. We managed to convince one of our friends to lead us through a 3.5 campaign, which is the biggest mistake he ever made, I reckon, because material <laughs> level is pretty low. Um, and then I sort of floated around all kinds of RPGs for, I don't know, 10, 15 years, and uh, finally landed at the 5e about five to six years ago, and I've been doing a mixture of playing and DMing, and of course, the the longest campaign I've DM'd is obviously the one that I run for Eddie. Um, and uh, five other friends, and that's been going for about 60, 70 sessions. Yeah. For about like three years. Three right? years. Yeah. Yeah. More? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been crazy. a while. Yeah. Well, it's pre COVID, so it's been a while. Yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So, so this episode, we want to kind of take all, we, we're going to talk about some new stuff, but we're also going to sort of have it also be kind of wrapping up everything yeah. we've been talking about. So this is about like bringing your character to life. And so yeah. if you're a player, this is about your, your individual character. How can you bring them to life? If you're a DM, this is how can you make your NPCs memorable and interesting for people? Um, and kind of the way I, I was thinking about it is if let's say maybe you know four people that work in offices. Yeah. Are they all the same? No way. No, no. Because like they would have things in common same. if they all worked in the same office, but their their personalities are totally different and their interests are totally different. So when we get into D and D, if we say, okay, we've got four fighters, or for for if you're a um, if you're a DM, if you say I've got four merchants at a at a bazaar, well, they're all going to be different. You know, they're all going to have their own like sort of unique and interesting things about them. And so that's kind of mm -hmm. what we want to focus on today is like. How do we like bring our character to life and and bring make them a bit more interesting? Yeah, this is honestly one of my f favorite things about DND, like how DMs or like characters can just like work with like what they have and make a really interesting character, and that's one of the reasons I love Ryan's campaign so much. He's re he's pretty good at that, yeah. um, and like making his characters interesting. So, Ryan, how do you make NPCs um, appealing or interesting to um, player characters? It's a big question, uh, a really big question. You can, there's a lot of ways you can approach it. It all depends on your skill set. Yeah. Um, when I come up with a new character, at least for our campaign, um, I usually have to think of a few facets or a few parts, and I break it into, let's say, three or four parts. Yeah. The first part will be what do they look like, the second part being do they have any mannerisms, any mm -hmm. physical qualities? Mm -hmm. uh, which is interesting when you think D&D is largely a, a, a vocal um, interaction, but yeah. really when you're thinking about characters, it's good to throw in some physical aspects that you can do as a, as a human being. But mm. um, other than that would be obviously voices is a yeah. good one to nail down, but not only just accents, but maybe just changing your voice. Mm. Yeah. Um, and there's a few other tips that I could I could throw at you, which maybe we'll get into later, but um, that's sort of how, that's how I approach it. I approach it from those three facets. So what do they look like? What are their mannerisms? What do they physically do when they talk to you? How do they interact with you? And the third one would be, what do they actually just sound like? Like what, do yeah. they have an accent? Do they have an English accent? Do they have an Australian accent? Do they just have long pauses where you think they're about to stop? And then when you try to jump in and ask a question, they talk over you and you have to apologize yeah. to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Just little things that make them a yeah. little bit interesting from time to time. And it's, yeah. those are the three major sort of foundations I use to create characters. But it yeah. all starts with that first one, which is I usually go and find some art that inspires yeah. me to create a character. Yeah, and there's so much available really now cool. to do that. that yeah, that's something yeah, like, like back, in, back in the day, like unless you were gonna draw it yourself, you could not yeah. do that. But now you can you can find something out there that yeah. looks a lot like what the image you had in your head, which yeah. is really cool. Um, yeah, like for me, like you said, Nate, this is one of my favorite aspects of what D&D is about because like, to me, there's, there's, and we, maybe we'll do a, a whole episode of this one time, the difference between playing a tabletop role-playing game and playing like a computer role-playing game like Skyrim or something like that. But one of them is that like working together with the other storytellers at the table, mm -hmm. you create these really unique characters. Yeah. And because you play with them for so long, you really, you get into these interesting things with them. But 
one of the questions I had for, for you, Ryan, is like, especially as a DM, but even for a beginning player, like, how do you, like, how do you do this without feeling like totally overwhelmed? Like if you're a new DM and you're thinking like, I have to come up with every person in this town, you know, and like, yeah. they, and they each have to be unique. Like, like what are, do you have any thoughts or ideas on like how to make that feel manageable? Um, without letting you peel too far behind the veil, because obviously <laughs> I run your campaign, yeah, yeah. I don't want to give you all secrets away, but um, I, I do a lot of cheating, yeah. by which I mean I have one reasonably uh, exotic accent, it's not mm. that, it's an English accent, which I'm somewhat middling at, yeah. and that's my default voice. So if I'm ever unsure, if you're like, oh, I want to go speak to the baker's son, yeah. and I, oh, all right, yes, here I am, the baker's son. <laughs> And I just, that's my voice and sometimes it's a bit more gruff. And sometimes yeah. it's a little bit more airy. Yeah. And it's, that's that's all I ever do. And it's yeah. cheap. that's the one voice I can do on command. On, on a, I can flick on the switch and go. Um, and so in sort of pulling away from that is the, the concept of you have to plan an entire town is, that's insane. Nobody has time to do that. Yes. Unless DMing is your job, you don't have time to do that. I don't. Yeah. Um, I come up with... I, I, it's hard because as a DM, you have to sort of predict where your players are going to go um, if you're going to have more of an open experience. But if you're going to have it, say, on rails is a bad term, but if you know where your players are going to go, yeah. you know the key players or the key NPCs or characters they're yeah. going to interact with. Hmm. And those are the ones you need to nail. And when yeah. people say don't over-prepare, I don't think that's the best advice. I think for those key interactions, yeah. I think it is safe to over-prepare. If you're going into a town, for instance, and the key player in that town is the mayor, as a, a yeah. corrupt mayor, get as much dirt and as much information and as much yeah. quirks, mannerisms, what his chair looks like. Yeah. Does he frown when he talks? Get all of that down on paper so when they meet that guy, that gives the illusion that the whole town is this diverse and interesting because that's yeah. the guy they're going to spend most of the time talking with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, and I, that's re that's really good. And definitely, whether it's your player or whether you're making NPCs, like you said, the main ones, you do want to go really in-depth with them. Mm -hmm. But like one of the things that I do, um, and this is letting you guys look behind my veil a little bit, <laughs> one, of my, one of my tips is a DM. And I also think it's a great way to start a new character, especially if you're not very experienced, is I think of it as just one thing. So you just say like, you know, I'm I'm leading Nate and you yeah. in an adventure and you guys walk into the town and you guys say, we we need to go to the blacksmith. I need to talk to the blacksmith about something. And I haven't really written anything for the blacksmith. But what I could have done is maybe just written a name down for him or I'm gonna think of a name on the spot, but I'm just he's just gonna have one interesting thing about him. So yeah. Yeah. let's say he's he's a little bit deaf. So Fantastic. you guys go. You guys go to meet, the, and that's all I've written in my notes. Is the blacksmith is a little bit deaf. He's he just one thing, but that that drives the interaction then, yep. like, and the interest yeah. of the interaction because you're like, oh, I need a new shield, and he's like, what? What do you want to wield? You know, and like, <laughs> it just it becomes yep. this whole thing where we're improvising, and yeah. I only wrote down one thing about it. And so I think yeah. that's really useful thing to do. And just coming away from the DMing for a second is you can have whole characters that just have one individual yeah. trait. Yeah. The, I yeah. play a, a wizard right now. We've been playing, we play 20 sessions in a homebrew campaign on Roll20. His name is Walter. His one characteristic is he's just a bit chaotic. He just makes decisions on the fly. And he's a very intelligent person, but that's really the one thing that he does. And so when I look at a decision I need to make, and I say, what is, I, I don't want to hurt myself, but what's the decision that no one really thinks is going to be the right decision yeah. and then he'll just come up with that and people are like that's insane and i'm like yeah <laughs> that's sort of who he is and he's well, a really fun character to play because yeah. i don't know yeah. what's going to happen yeah. the dm doesn't yeah. know what's going to happen but yeah. they can bet on he's going to have some crackpot idea yeah yeah you know? and i do think a lot of like i think things like you know critical role and other other games that are out there for mm. people to listen to are great but i think one of the things that sort of intimidates new players is they think i've got to have this oh, whole yeah. like concept no you don't yeah. Like if you're, especially if you're gonna play in like a campaign, like just start with one thing. Yep. Like, like I've, I've mentioned this before in our podcast, Ryan, but like in the game that I'm playing with you, we didn't know if I was gonna be a full-time player or if I was gonna yeah. be DMing with you. And so I literally just said, I'm a caravan guard. And my two things, right backstory. I'm a caravan guard <laughs> and I Very like coffee. Original. And that was it. Yeah. And then once, once you were like, we looked at it and after a few sessions, we were like, no, I'm definitely gonna be playing long-term. Then I did write a bit more of a backstory. Yeah. I think. But I started out with, I'm a quiet caravan guard that likes coffee. 
Yeah. And yeah. and now we're like 11th level, and he's this really complex character that's grown and developed with the other characters in the party, and it's awesome. Yeah. But I started yeah. with nothing, you know. So like, I yeah. think it's really fine. And when like players, they don't really need to just off the bat have like tons of different quirks, because like as you play, you expand your character yeah. and like think of like cool things and add them onto your character yeah. mm -hmm. and like slowly build till you have a really unique player yeah and sometimes those things are things you think of and sometimes they're things that just happen so like um with this character that we're talking about like in the first like five or six sessions a couple of times the sorcerer in our party put some people to sleep yeah and i went over and killed them while they were asleep <laughs> And suddenly that became yeah. my thing, you know, and it's like been a running joke now for three years yeah. that my character kills people who are asleep. And it's like that just happened and then it became a running joke. So like you don't have to feel like there doesn't have to be all this pressure to come yeah. up with everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah exactly Definitely. right. We did a, a campaign through Storm King Sunder, which is a, a, a Dungeons and Dragons module which you can purchase and play through and it's very open-ended and we played effectively three grumpy older men around 50 to 60 who were ex-mercenaries or ex-sailors or whatever and the one thing they had in common was they just bickered a lot mm. they were just always awesome. at each other's throat just arguing about nothing there were times where we would argue about something that's not even part of the storyline stuff like that and what ended up happening is we came with all these really basic ideas for our characters and we ended up growing as a group and that's a really yeah. cool thing you can do as a dnd yeah. party if mm. you don't if you're not really yeah confident which is a big part of coming up with a good character is being confident in, in the character is exactly start simple yeah, yeah. and let and it grow just, over time yeah, yeah let it grow so where do you guys get your ideas from like not like not like character ideas but i'm talking more like little quirks <laughs> mannerisms ideas. things like that i don't know sometimes like i read a fair amount yeah. so when i read i'm like ooh, that could be interesting or like when I'm just walking, I'm like, that tree has cool bark. Yeah. I might use that one day, <laughs> yeah. maybe. And just like slowly collect information bit by bit till I've like, hopefully yeah. pieced together something good. We were at the Nate's older sister, the, uh, yeah. the official older sister the of the podcast, Tilly. Uh, we were at we were at her like band concert last night, and yeah. and they had like this um, five guitarists doing doing a couple of songs, and Nate was like. This is like perfect tavern music. <laughs> nice. I mean, it was. <laughs> he's like, oh, so he's always thinking. The along thing those is, lines. it yeah. was. It was. It yeah. was very it really good. Nice. I mean, that's exactly right, Nathan. Like, if you want to come up with crazy character yeah. ideas or really fun character ideas on the fly, in a way, you sort of always have to have D and D in the back of your mind. Mm. Yeah. Because when you hear something, you be like, oh, that'd be perfect for D and D. Roll with it. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you actually said at the start, you said that people from work are all very different. That's yeah. where I got a lot of my inspiration. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where I work <laughs> is a large business. I work yeah. in IT and I have to deal with people. That's my job. I yeah. deal with people and tell them no for the most. Majority of my job is telling people no and having them respond. Sometimes nice, yeah. sometimes, well, most times, no, really unhappily. But um, <laughs> that's where I get a lot of my quirks. And it's really interesting because everyone's... It's not just the voices. Obviously, you get to know a lot of different voices, yeah. um, especially in Australia. It's a melting pot culture here. Yeah. We've got tons of different accents all through the business, but now they know which continent you think. Yeah. <laughs> I think they are. Spoiler alert! You <laughs> spilled it right yeah. now. Yeah, they know. They know now. Um, but yeah, sure like just do. the mannerism. So, like, generally, if people are leaning back a little bit more, they're more relaxed and more confident. People who sort of lean in, arms crossed, end yeah. up being a little bit that when they speak. They become a little bit more aggressive and you can use those so like just watch your workmates for a day this yeah. gold it's yeah. just hidden little hidden gems yeah. yeah and you were saying like pretty early on you were talking about like what do they look like and stuff like that mm. and you were saying you know we think of this as like a talking game and it is but it but there you are like kind of playing a character too like man one of in a campaign that i did years ago like the most memorable character in that campaign for all of the players that I developed, I just took one weird mannerism from a guy that I worked with. There was yeah. a guy that I worked with that when he was, some reason when he was like looking at like a map or numbers or something, he would just look at it like a normal human being and it doesn't work because we're, we're only audio only, but he would make the weirdest face when he would like kind of half squint and grit his teeth all at the same time when he was like thinking about what he was looking at. And it just fascinated me. And like, I, I found myself like practicing making that face. 
And then like a year or two later, I'm running this campaign and these guys have a guide. The PCs have a guide to get where they're going. And I just kind of made up a little simple voice for him or whatever, but he would make that face all the yeah. time. And the PCs yeah. were like, like just totally obsessed with it. Like yeah. every time he would make that face, they would just be like, you know, like, and then we, we talk about this a lot. One of the campaigns I played in was um, similar to what you're running Nate and his friends through now. But like yeah. when I was probably 21, 22, I think, I can't remember the exact age, but we ran through and we met a group of barbarians. Yeah. And you had almost nothing down on paper, you've told yeah. me. And they did this sort of, they made almost like a triangle with their hands. And we, we mentioned this enemy that we were facing. They had, they were so, they, they were so cursed by the name. They just, it was almost like taboo that they went, and spat yeah. through the middle of their hands. Yeah. And as when players, they the name. for you, you were like, oh, that was pretty lame. But for us as players, we're like, whoa, look how diverse yeah. this world is. Look how cool those yeah. individuals mm. are. Yeah, and I got yeah. that idea from a movie. <laughs> that, yeah, uh, like from go. 13th Warrior, because like in the 13th Warrior, <laughs> these Vikings, they find this little idol from like this feared enemy that they can't even speak their names. And they look at the idol and when one guy brings it out and says, oh, it's them and he holds this out, they are all like, they all spit when they see the idol, like yeah. because it's like a cursed awesome. thing and they won't touch it. And so I got the idea of like just forking my fingers and spitting between it. And yeah. like, yeah, you guys just totally like, oh, we'd love it. it. Yeah, it yeah. Yeah. Well, look, um, we're gonna take a break. And I think for a critical concept, we're gonna talk about using voices versus using accents. Like yeah. what's the difference and how do we do that? So we'll get to that now. Time for the critical concept, you guys, which is very exciting. Um, this one's about vo <laughs> uh, this one's about voices and acts or voices versus accents, which there's like a pretty big difference, which Ryan here probably I assume knows a fair amount about, and will hopefully oh. explain them to us. Thanks for throwing me under the bus, though. Uh, <laughs> You're no, 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 happy. I um, mean, I don't know that much, so hopefully you do. So the basic concept, a voice can be almost any kind of voice. It can be your yeah. voice. Might you can change it up. Yeah, it, you can change it out however you like. Mm. Um, you can add pauses, add breaks. You can speak as if you're in a rush. From you can speak as a from a place of authority. You can mm. speak. Your character Reg does a really yeah, good job at, at changing the way he speaks when he speaks to someone. He says, "That's right, sir." Yeah. So is there's it, a little bit more respectful. Like yeah, yeah, there's a cadence to his voice, which yeah. is different than if I played Reg. I would, yeah. I would have a very different, even if we didn't use any mm. accents at all. Yeah. So that's sort of the voice. It's sort of like the framework that comes around the accent. Yeah. It gives it its little, it adds the ripples into the accent. Mm. Um, and the accent is, of course, I mean, I mean yeah. whatever voice doesn't sound like yours effectively. Yeah. But, you know, if you're playing with people you're not used to, you could probably just use your voice and get away with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I was going to say is like, so for me, like there's a running joke in my family that anytime I try to do an accent, like five words in, it starts to sound like an Indian accent. Like I'm just not good. I don't have any ear for accents. Um, and like, like I can do American accents because I grew up in America and so I really recognize those. But outside of that, I'm not that good at it. But I think, again, this is a situation where because people are so familiar with you know, the, these um, podcasts and Twitch streamed um, D&D playthroughs and mm. stuff like that, that they hear these like voice actors and other people that have these really awesome voices. Yeah, and you're just and like, then... oh, I can never do that. And you intimidate yourself out of trying. Yeah. But like, like, it literally can be as simple as just like your character having a slightly higher voice than you normally have or a slightly yes, lower sir. voice than you normally have. And just that little change nice. will cue to the, your DM and the other players I'm speaking in character versus I'm asking the DM a question. Yeah. You know, so if I just suddenly begin to speak like this, I mean, I haven't changed my voice. I've just slowed it down and I'm speaking a little bit deeper. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't have to keep some complicated accent or something like that. If you're good at accents, knock yourself out. Ryan's amazing at accents. So he uses them a lot. I would lot. say I'm middling. Well, I wouldn't say amazing. Compared to the average I mean, human being. Compared, to, <laughs> right. compared to us, yeah, you're yeah. definitely um, But if, it's not, if that's not your thing, I think it's okay. Again, just, just make one simple change to your voice or, or a couple of simple changes or whatever. And, and roll with it that's a good point yeah um yeah and it, <laughs> you're, you're right about <laughs> you are right about there being some 
You're right about there being some resistance to trying because you see these groups like Critical Role, which they're professional voice actors. They went to film school to yeah. learn how to change yeah. their voice. They've done improv Train. lessons. Yeah. If you yeah. want to be that good, do go that. to film school, get some <laughs> improv lessons. And it's school. like, if you want to be film really school. good at DMing, go get some improv lessons. That's what every professional DM says, is go get improv lessons. Yeah. yeah. And But it's, if you're not willing to do that, like me, just work within what Go you've got I, yeah like i say i'm middling i'm yeah. pretty good at accents yeah. here and there some of them are, yeah. they blend a little bit yeah um but i know my limitations so i try and keep it pretty simple yeah you know and that's again like for me the difference between me playing a player which i don't get to play all that often all that now i've had a long run of playing with you um versus me being a dm is if i if it's my pc i want it to be a voice that i can do consistently. Consistent. I'm going to yeah. speak yeah, that yeah. voice a lot. So <laughs> I want it to be like pretty simple. Whereas like I might be a little bit more exotic with somebody with a character that I, as a DM that the PCs are going to see once and maybe never see again. Yeah. I, I, I'll take some risk with that because if I start getting the, the accent mangled or something yeah. like that, they're only going to talk yeah. to them for a little while. Um, so it's a good way to experiment. And, and like the, another thing is like from like a DM's like point of view, in like in certain area people are probably gonna have similar accents yes. like yeah. most people so like you don't need to have like a different accent for everybody here unless it's like a really exotic yeah. city yeah like you can just like practice one if like your players are going into a certain city yeah. and then like th and then like change it a little for mm -hmm. each different person yeah and and we talked about this we talked about this when we talked about creating characters in other situations that one of the things that can be really fun uh, is to change things up a little bit. So do something unexpected. So I'm going to use an example from something Ryan's just done in the last couple of sessions with us is he has this character who's an alchemist and she is a psychopath. Yeah, she's, she's terrifying. She's a murderer. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. She, she makes poisons <laughs> Wait, and she, health, she makes poisons and health potions and she puts them in the same kind of bottle yeah. so people can't tell the difference. Yeah. And stuff it's like that. Terrible. But her voice, give, like, give us an example of her voice. Oh, can you do it? Off the top it. of your head, sorry, I didn't, yeah, I didn't no, no, warn you. you. Well, I, I think she starts speaks a little bit like this, and she's a little bit capricious. Yeah. She just sounds so sweet. Yeah, she has and a she very is horrifying. Like, we got things. to know her. And yeah, and, and, yeah, and Wait. her name is Farron, and her second name is By the Way. So <laughs> you're not really even sure if that's her real name. So I, I had this idea, and really all I did for that character, if I can, like, get back into my head about it is I wanted her to be a satyr because I wanted it to be super Wait, exotic. Wasn't she in our festival? Yeah, she was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the psychopath. She's all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I wanted her to be a satyr who was just completely, at, looks like she's completely out of her element, who on surface, I wanted her to seem very inviting, but deep underneath, not even deep, really shallow, beneath the shallows. She's pretty just, open about it. She's pretty open yeah. about being a pretty horrendous individual um and it's not that she it, it's not that. that she wants to hurt people it's just that she doesn't care if they get hurt yeah and it's and her main concept that i wrote down i remember writing it down i said she wouldn't admit to being a murderer but she would admit that there's a possibility yeah and that was the whole concept of her character i wrote that down on a piece of paper yeah. and put a picture next to it yeah and then i built off of that and yeah. that's really how i start is like and, and, a concept and a picture and the reason i wanted to bring that up when we were talking about voices is because like most people, if they were developing that character and they were like, oh, you know, she's an alchemist and she's really uncautious with what she does and she like deliberately yeah. deceives yeah. people, you would sort of expect her to have like this, you know, yeah. like this like dark yeah, yeah. voice and everything. And when you when she was talking to us, we were like, oh, she's such a sweet, nice lady. Yeah. And then like the longer she talked, the more horrified all of us became. So like you can really, you can sort of set people yeah. Yeah. off in that way, which is pretty good. And I think yeah. like when I come up with these characters and she's a great example is the first thing i ever did when I, I i came up with her character was i grabbed a picture from the internet i've grabbed a a ram's horned satyr yeah. that had a very bubbly look to her with a few freckles yeah and then i developed that sort of line that that key line that sort of developed her character and then i went about coming up with an accent how she yeah. speaks yeah what her yeah. mannerisms are like. She has this sort of creepy smile that after she says something <laughs> purely terrifying, she'll stare dead at you and give you a nice little smile. <laughs> um, but the other thing was, and then just developing it from there um, yeah. and just yeah. adding a few more intricacies. And the cool thing about characters like that is you've met her now three times. Yeah. 
um, and every time I get to add a little bit more. Yeah. And so you guys are like, wow, look how diverse and interesting this character is. Yeah. When you first met her, she was pretty simple, but now she is because yeah. you keep interacting with her. I'm yeah. going to keep yeah. bolting stuff yeah. on the side. It's like so. an onion. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. No, that's good. So, um, yeah, go ahead, man. I actually had a question for Ryan. Of course. Um, so you can do a couple of accents. What's an accent that you've always wanted to been, be able to do, but you haven't quite been able to get it? I tried it this with, <laughs> really? with Jambon's master, Master yeah. Jiang, and it's it's a it's a Japanese accent, yeah. and I I just struggle. I honestly I don't I don't know why I struggle. And what I do a lot of times when I come up with an accent, I'm trying to come up with an accent, is I have a, a line. And Josh is, our friend Josh is, he's the master of this, coming up with a line that gets him into his character. Yeah, yeah. The rough and tumble. Yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. right. And so I have just that really struggled. Awesome. I come into, I'm, I'm in Mediterranean one week, I'm in English the next, yeah. and somewhere in the middle, I sometimes hit that Japanese thing. But yeah. it, it's an accent that I've just, I, I honestly, I can't get it. Just it's the cadence to it, I can't quite. Yeah. yeah, and I'll get there if you guys keep interacting with him. But yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's all, all but Indian. So <laughs> pretty much all of them. Yeah. All but Indian. Yeah. In yeah. So, accent. so when you're, you know, if you're a new player, if you're a new DM, again, like maybe just start with simple changes to your mm -hmm. voice. Um, another, like, just little tip, like Ryan was saying, you know, like going to improv classes or whatever. The other thing that you can do is like, like, because I, I do this sometimes, it's like, if I listen to a podcast, like, I love Liverpool football team. Liverpool. So I listen to a podcast where the two guys on there have really strong Liverpool accents. Yes. Not just English accents, but Liverpool accents. So they'll say, like, certain phrases or words, yes. and I'll just repeat them back out loud to, like, like get their rhythm and their cadence and, like, the way they say certain words or whatever. So, like, there's all kinds yeah. of little things that yeah. you can do to, like, just start to teach yourself how to speak a little bit. So let me run you through... Because I feel like we're dancing around this point that I've got written down here, and I'm, I've written it down, so I may as well get through it. Well, let's go. But um, we're sort of dancing around, and the idea of like, how do you prepare to get into a voice accent combination? Um, the best way to get into a character that you're either not confident with or you're growing confidence in is just practice it. Hmm. I, on the way to D and D, I talk to myself in the car. It looks insane. Yeah. Trust me. It's, <laughs> I have tinted windows, so it's okay. But there are definitely you get some weird looks. But as long as you pretend like you're talking to someone on the phone in your car, you can get away with talking in character as, as a character in your campaign. I 100% did the same thing yeah. when I'm DMing. Yeah, like, exactly right. Yeah. And one of the other things that's really, really beneficial is coming up with a little catchphrase or something that they would say hmm. that really encapsulates the character, like some wisdom or something that they just do or something that they say. Um, Master Xiang, this voice that I suck with, uh, <laughs> He, he basically, his, his, one of the things he said to you was, oh gosh, I'm going to butcher this. <laughs> Good luck. Like, okay. I just, man, and when he go, he, I think, uh, he said it to Jambon where he, would, he looked at the group of you, he saw your group, and he was basically um, happy that he spent a group, time with a group of friends. And he said that even the sea bream loses its flavor when eaten alone. Hmm. Which of course doesn't sound anything like a Japanese accent yeah, yeah. or anything it's I intend right. to, but right. it's good enough. Yeah. But but that's the idea is that he he has something that he says. Um, he said stuff like a lean dog runs fast. He's like little quick little wisdom, proverbs. little yeah. proverbs that he has just in his back pocket. Yeah. And I just have them on a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. So when you're that's interacting cool. with him, if something pops up and it makes sense, I just I say yeah, it, and you guys like, wow, this guy's so wise. <laughs> Not really. I've got about three three things written down. You yeah, know. yeah. No, but, that's good. His three pieces of wisdom are excellent. Yeah, exactly. So that was good. Little that was probably our longest notes. critical concept ever, but easily. Oh, sorry. This about that. No, it's all right. This episode, <laughs> oh, no, it's this episode was always going to be long. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. Okay, we're going to get back to it too. All right. Roy. So we got a couple of questions. Who wanted to go first? I've got a question. I've got a question. I'll go first. Okay, you guys. <laughs> we all got questions. Um, the, the question I have for you guys, and obviously I know a lot what, of what Eddie wants when he interacts with an NPC, because I've played with you for like three or four years, plus whatever, how many years that we played yeah, with yeah. you and me. But for Nate, I want to know, if you're meeting an NPC, what level of detail, or what kind of details do you like when you meet an NPC? I don't know. I like... like if I'm the DM and you're the player, what, what kind of interaction, what's the thing that you focus on? You go, wow, that's really cool. I think it's cool when like DMs like take a character 
and give it like lots of like human qualities that make it like cool. realistic yeah. like giving it like an anxiety where it's where they're like always tapping their foot or something or like darting their eyes around um but like i also like voices accents um stuff like that i don't know i like it all i think it's really interesting and i generally like to be surprised mm good i get, yeah for me like i guess it just it just depends and like i'm i'm thinking of also for the angle of presenting an npc to a, to a character to a player like you are like um depending on the person that i'm presenting i may focus on what they look like yeah like when they had the the opening session in the campaign that Nate's playing in they were attacked by pirates and when the pirate captain stood got up on the rigging where they could see her on the enemy ship like it was all about what she looked like and i and like she had a little bit of a voice to her and everything but like i wanted them to really just get this feel of like this cool but also like pretty scary like pirate yeah. you yeah. know like yeah, like yeah. pirate captain woman that was coming after them you know um whereas like in another character i may hardly say anything about what they look like and just give them a really cool voice or some really interesting yeah. quirk and then they can make up in their own minds kind of what they look like you know yeah. so yeah that's a, that's a good question and it's a really i think those are really good questions for dms to ask their players if you're going to play a campaign with them yeah. because it sort of when you start to find out what they're most interested in that sort of helps you yeah helps you yeah what about you what it like, oh, i i love a good voice yeah that really takes me out of reality and yeah. into the escapism that is dnd sometimes yes. like that is the use of dnd and i mean i haven't i mean i haven't played in a, like a in-person dnd campaign for many many years but the the guy that i love playing and i know that all of you guys love hearing is bowen yeah who is this so creepy. He's slightly creepy but i think probably he's a pretty nice guy yeah no he's but nice he's, but his voice is yeah it's yeah. the Werner herzog this is Werner herzog where he has these very long pauses in between his sentences <laughs> and people don't know whether to to yeah. laugh at him or to be terrified of what he's coming yeah, yeah. but yeah it's, it it's, is a very unsettling voice but i love oh man like a good voice and like i love critical role and they are so multi-talented and Matt yeah. Mercer the reason why I think he's incredible is yeah. he's just so good at voices yeah, yeah, yeah. like he whip a voice out and I'm like that is so convincing yeah yeah he's like he's captured that character perfectly yeah yeah or he's shocked me and I love being shocked when you yeah. see like a big half-orc that steps out and he's like oh hello there how you go <laughs> you know just yeah. I love that sort of yeah, stuff yeah. where it's like something I'm not expecting and it subjects yeah. the expectations yeah. and I just oh yeah. I just yeah. really lean into it then but yeah, there's a there's a book series that I really love. Um, it's like a fantasy, kind of a low fantasy book series, and the guy likes to kind of mess with people a little bit. And he often does that sort of what I was saying earlier that that just one thing sort of thing, where like a character has one thing that makes them so different yeah. that it's just jarring. And like one of his characters that I love is like he's just this big burly swordsman that is like a colonel in the army and he just bashes people like he he goes crazy in battle mm. and like he he is like the talisman he gets out in the front of the battle and he's just wrecking people and everybody over on his side rallies around him and everybody on this side is terrified of him yeah. and he's known throughout the you know that part of the world as being this intimidating terrifying creature and yet he has this incredibly high-pitched little girl voice. And so he <laughs> hardly so ever terrible. talks. Yeah. And every time he does talk, he throws people off. They're like, you know, like they're like surprised yeah. and like, it's like I feel uncomfortable around it. And it becomes like, it's like this whole thing with him that he's like so self-conscious of like interacting with people yeah. because because yeah. he has this tiny little voice yeah. and, and nobody expects him to have it. So like, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. And that kind of leads me to my question, which was like, what are like some of the some of your favorite quirks that either you've used or maybe like a dm mm. that you've worked with or whatever is used that's just like it doesn't have to be a voice thing but like just like an interesting little quirk in a character that just you just said i'm never gonna forget that character because of yeah. because of this thing you know you want to go first do you want me to i'm just i'm just finding it funny because that was actually like my question uh <laughs> Oh, right. um, we can still talk about it. I'm out of a question. <laughs> anyway, double the talking. Yeah, yeah, double the talking. That means I can um, Exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's a lot of cool quirks, and I'm kind of struggling to pin down, like, a single quirk. I really like um, Kindra, 
in our campaign. Like, the fact that she, like, is oblivious to almost everything. Yeah. And finds everything, like, interesting because, like, she was created, like, two weeks before where we're actually at it yeah. in the campaign. I just, I love that so much. So she just I'm has like, that childlike, like, why Yeah, I know. Wonderful. And I think that's yeah. awesome. And I think he does it really well. Yeah, yeah. But I also, like, there was, like, a giant or, like, Goliath someone in, like, the starting village we were in with a really high pitched voice and like he was really innocent and everything yeah and he he was awesome too but like (laughs) i don't know i like things that are like unique and like catch me off guard yeah Yeah. or things that like aren't as unique but are done really well yeah i'll give you one that i did that i loved and eddie probably never caught on um and it was a part of his backstory and then i'll give you one that um somebody in our campaign has used that I just absolutely love and of, of course no one's aware of it as well and that's my, one of my favorite quirks is quirks that are always there that no one's really sure that's actually there the one that I've used was in our campaign Eddie's character Sandoon met with his somewhat estranged father who was um, he's a bit of a jerk to hmm. say the least um, got some evil in him. and he has uh, I think the art I used for him was like a uh, artist depiction of Dracula, just to give you an idea of this guy's yeah. demeanor. He's, he's effectively not vampire Dracula. Um, and he, That's awesome. whenever I would talk as him, I would just finish my sentence and I would have these big long pauses and I would talk over everyone. It's the first thing I did, which made everyone, the players feel really like, man, this guy's a jerk. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, that, as I would finish sentences, is as, as Sandoon's father, I would look over at Eddie and stare at him. And if Eddie ever looked over at me, I would turn away. And all the other players would look at me trying to figure out what I was doing until yeah. they realized that's who he is. He's expectingly looking at his son to say something and do something yeah. and take some sort of action. Yeah. And that was a part of his character. And I just loved getting into his character and yeah. it just got me right into it. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I yeah, think that's, that's cool awesome because it's like subtle. Yeah. But it's like, it's subtle enough to be noticed, but also like subtle enough to be like, and like undertone to the character but it's yes, like still yeah. cool like it's noticeable and it's cool yeah which i think that's cool and then the character i love and it's simple watching interact with other people as a dm i don't get to play that much but um one of our friends played an interim character called ander i am blood oh. and ander is just a hilarious character but a lot of the the party not a lot of them are very a super whole hyper intelligent strategists yeah and so Ander would come up with a plan and they'd be like, this is a really great plan, Ander, fantastic. <laughs> and he would be like, yeah, it is a good plan. Ander has seven intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> and he's very wise, but he sees that there's maybe flaws in his plans, but he's, as a character, um, Josh, who plays him, has told me, he's like, he sort of ends up believing it because yeah. he gets the backing from the party. And so he plays his character based on what people say to Ander. That's and I just so think good. it's so cool is that... He looked at his stat and he was like, okay, yeah, fair enough. And then he just lent into that idea. So yeah. he's coming up with his ideas because nobody else is. And they're saying, great idea, Ander. Yeah. And then it falls apart. And then he's like, don't know what up. Yeah. And I just I just love that idea is that he's, yeah. he's used like a, a floor of his character and it's defined the way that he comes <laughs> up with plans. Yeah. Um, and nobody else even gets it. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. he was the same character well, that we played alongside it. of in Storm King's Thunder as well. And my character had eight intelligence. And yeah. so Ander would still come up with the plans. And I'd be like, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good plan, Ander. Yeah, yeah. And the other guy would be like, yeah, let's, let's do it. And of course, all of our plans fall, fell incredibly short. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and usually devolved into a punch up. Yeah. Yeah. And one of my favorite things to do with characters, and it's funny that you were saying that you did something with my father in your campaign that I didn't notice. Uh, because I did something with my character yeah. for like the first year plus that we played and nobody noticed or, or like oh, did yeah. anything with it. So I just let it drop. But I love to like have something strange or like just noteworthy that a character routinely does Yeah. that w- that draws the other characters in to say, what what's going on? Like, why, why do they keep doing that? Yeah. So like, I, I used to have a character that I played in a campaign for a while that she was just her, her just one thing that was really unique about her was she was a pyro. 
And so she yeah. would always make build a fire at night. And like even if they were if they were somewhere and somebody had already built a fire, she would still make a little fire for herself. <laughs> That's awesome. And like she would if if somebody was like, "Oh, you know, what do you think we should do tomorrow?" She would get out like a little scrap of paper and she would like write the question on a scrap of paper and burn it. And if somebody asked her what she was doing, she would say, "I'm asking the fire." <laughs> and whenever she was injured, she would make a little fire and she would take out her little dagger and she would get it super hot and then press the flat of the blade on the injury yeah. and and like burn herself. That's so awesome. she had these scars all over from where she did that. And like the DM that I was playing with like was like over time he was like he he's like we should basically say that like it's actually healing her now. Like yeah. so she actually gets some healing whenever she does that. I was like, "Oh, that's cool, you know." Cuz he started running with it. But like and like there's an example in Critical Role, one of their like guest players one time she like her little thing was that she had this bag uh, uh, that oh, she would yeah. smell she had a smell bag and like it just she would put little things in it herbs and, and other things it. in it and like and you like she would just pull this bag out and smell it and all, all the other characters were like what are you doing you know and like so then like she explained to him and then like they would be like what do you think we should do and she goes do you want to ask my bag you know yeah. like it's just like having that weird you can yeah. have something really yeah. weird like a weird simple. obsession but like every, it'll really like draw people in. And like yeah. that character that I was talking about, the, the pyro character, when I talk to my friends that played in that campaign, they always remember that about her. They don't remember yeah. anything else about her. They can't even remember her name, but they can remember that she had that weird thing yeah. in the fire. And it's, it's such a good opportunity to like, that's a great way, if you're really confident in the way that your character will respond and who they are, it's a great way to foster conversations with the other characters and allow them yeah. to explain things about their characters. Yeah. I just, yeah, that stuff's so good, man. Yeah. Mm. Well, like what Nate was saying about our friend that plays this um, Warforge that had just been created like the day before we started playing. Yeah. Like she drew the whole party into what was happening with her. She acted so strange yeah. that like that yeah. they were all like, what, what is going on heck? with you? Yeah. Like, what is like, why are you like this? You know, have you and, never yeah, seen water? Like, nope. Yeah. yeah that's you never right. been on a boat? Nope. Yeah. You ever seen land? I think once. Yeah. <laughs> What's water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really good. Yeah. Okay, so we were gonna end by by yes. doing a little exercise <clears throat> that is gonna pull together everything that we've been kind of talking about with yes. with creating character your character. Creation. So we are going to give, we're gonna take turns giving um, somebody just the broad sketches of a character yeah. and you've gotta go with it. Okay. So who's going first? How broad are the sketches? Just like race literally, and class? Yes, I mine is race and class and then I do say one thing about them. Yeah, cool. That's right, it. I'm but you good. can just say race and class. That's fine. I'm gonna say race and class and a weak stat and a strong stat. Actually, well, you no. Do that if you want. But um, who's going first? I'll say a weak stat. Um, I'll go first for you. So really, you're oh, going geez. first. Woo. Nice. I've been volunteers. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Goliath, Bard, low constitution. Oh, okay. So I'm a Goliath. Yeah. I like to sing. Okay, so yes, you do. definitely, like, my idea for this character would be that all of my life, until I begin, until I meet, like, the party that I'm with, all of my life, I've only ever lived among Goliaths. Mm. And I'm... So you're a very talented And I'm small them. for a Goliath. Yeah, I'm, about, I'm about 6'6". Six, six. Ooh. Oh, you're and, like, and, like, I'm not, I mean, like, obviously to anybody else, I'm still very big, but by Goliath standards, I'm not very bulky or anything like that. And so the way that I found my way forward in the clan was to entertain, to get people to laugh, to get people to sing along with me or something like that. And so, like, that's kind of how I got along in my world was the big guys would be at the front line fighting and everything, and I would be in the back cheering them on, maybe taking a shot here or there with a bow or whatever. And then on the on the other hand, now that I get out adventuring, I actually find out I'm not that small. Mm. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm pretty strong, you know? And like, and and suddenly like I begin to find, define myself in a different way because instead of only ever being around Goliath, now, and so like, it would be this like, this, world of discovery sort of thing for this character yeah. where they would suddenly realize that the way they've always seen themselves is not necessarily the way the rest of the world would see them. Yeah. What do you reckon about a voice? Oh, if it's a bard, I'd really, really have I to like put some thought into it, it. but you want yeah. it to be on the higher end um, to sort of, 
Yeah, like he could definitely sing like 80s rock anthems yeah. or his songs. I'm always a fan of if somebody's going to play a bard, they need to give me some rhymes or sing or yeah. something. They can't just like be like, oh, I'm going to sing for the party. No. Yeah. Let's hear it. Come on. Like I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Travis every time he does his inspiring leader. I'm like, say something. He's like, yeah, yeah. oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go do it. And with those inspiring words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, no, I'm definitely like, so it would be like kind of a higher pitch voice because again, that would make him be really distinguished as a glide. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Mm. I think that's great cool. character idea. When you use yeah. That. I'm stealing that. <laughs> yeah, and through this entire episode, I've been developing another backup character that's yeah. that's a rogue, that's a piper of the swarm, with a piper nickname with a nickname Mouse, and his voice is insanely high pitched, but he's like a famed assassin. But his voice is like incredibly high pitched. This is backup character number three hundred and twenty-seven for Nate. Yeah. Maybe he's always developing yeah. new characters. Hey. Okay, who's next? Um. Oh, you've you just you've just right, had to so answer. I'll so I'll ask you. Me? Oh no. Yeah. Let me okay. write it down. So this is a female dwarf mm -hmm. warlock. Interesting. Although she doesn't have to talk like that. Warlock. Warlock. <laughs> I just think that's a cool way to say warlock. Warlock. Female warlock. dwarf warlock. Yep. You don't have to come up with a whole concept, but like oh, just sort of quirks and what <laughs> how you would play her. So, I think she'd be regular dwarf height and build, uh, maybe a little bit skinnier than your average female dwarf. I think she had these really, really pallid tones to her skin, hmm. almost like she were undead. And I think she wouldn't be undead, just your way, but. I think her Skip idea, it. and I, I've actually I thought about this before, so it's sort of pretty funny, so I'm going to refresh this idea. No, I'm coming up with a new one. <laughs> Good job, Ray. Very indecisive. Now, you, you're getting, a, you're getting a, a look into the way I DM, where I scrap ideas on, on the fly. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, so she, she is a female dwarf, and her role in the clan, her, her clansmen, the people who are part of her family, they are effectively the people who clean up dead bodies, but they also are the people who repurpose the dead bodies. They have an agreement with the local dwarven community where if somebody can't repay their debts, they revive them from the dead and have them work off their debts oh, in undeath. Geez. And she's That's part awesome. of that. And and the, her reason for adventuring is a new power has entered that city and they have abolished that because it's absolutely atrocious that they're not respecting the dead. Yeah. But her worldviews is that they are respecting the dead. And I think, I would probably come up with a voice that is. Uh, I, I think, I think if I came up with a voice, it would be. I could always do the um, the classic dwarf, like dwarven one, where where everyone's a Scot. But I think, <laughs> I think she would be more of a Russian accent. Yeah. She would come in and she would guess the Elric blessed, and she would say things like, "How you say?" when she say things, <laughs> and uh, she's. Common is not as good as, as you would imagine because you know she spends a lot of time down in the mine, yeah. reviving the dead. And her reason for adventuring is because she was kicked out by her clan. Nice. So, so she wanted to What's her? Yeah, she's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's a question yeah, that yeah. comes along with being a warlock. What's her patron? Her patron. Uh, it's got to be of the undead, right? Because oh, as a yes. as a warlock, you wouldn't be able to cast raise the dead. And because of her pallid tones and the way that she looked, I think she would serve an undead patron, perhaps sort of an undead spirit that she got connected to when she was working down the mines. Yeah, like that's that. pretty good. She's like reviving a spirit's like, no. Yeah. And she's like, okay, you come with me. You're now, you give me power. <laughs> Either that or she would also be undead and she made a pact with herself. I'm so wanting to share an idea for an NPC, but it's in Nate's campaign and like, I don't want to say it because I don't I want him to be surprised by him. Yeah. When he's... Then don't. All right. My last, turn. Lucky Time last. For me. Okay. My time. I'm going to give you. Ooh. Kind of terrified. I'm going to give you a character that I've actually come up with, which I love the idea of. 
just because I was thinking about okay. it on the way here, and I can't wait to play him one day. But he is it's a team male, yeah. Fearbolg, Fearbolg's a, a Furbolg, Fearbolg, which are sort of still not comprehending. Oh, well, we'll change the race entirely. Yeah, We're going to do know. a male <laughs> he's never seen a half orc, <laughs> yeah. half orc, half okay. male half orc, who is a very gentle woodworker and has adventured so he can assist and help with other people and so he is a nature cleric. Nature cleric. So a half orc woodworker, whatever class you want, whatever, you know, whatever you want to put with that, mm. but he is also a nature cleric. So a cleric of the Nature wilds. cleric. So what would that guy be like? I don't know. I feel like he would grow up like, actually, I'm going to say he's pretty social. Okay. Um, and like go against the flow of um, half orcs. He's social and he thoroughly enjoys trading his goods. Um, and he's a cleric of a nature god, but he also worships um, the god of good fortune and trade. So he sort of worships two gods, but he decided to go um, to take on the powers of the nature god nice. to help him gain more money that's really good it's cool mm -hmm. yeah i have i in the past i've thought about it would be fun to play a chatty druid that like he he's like a hermit well, I, I'm and so like whenever him. he is around people he's like so excited well, like, like it's the exact opposite of what everybody thinks of as a druid but like well, whenever he's around people character. he's just like hey, hey man going? give a shut up <laughs> that's kind of i haven't character. talked in five years <laughs> yeah in my campaign that's sort of what i base my character on a little bit yeah like he's chatty because like he hasn't talked to anybody for a fair amount of time. Yeah. yeah so at the beginning cool. he's like, nah. What about a voice? What about a voice for this half walk? Um man? I don't know. I'm not very good at any accent, so I can't really like describe it. Well you'd have to do Maybe like accents. a we'll do a voice like you can just do a voice. I think maybe he'd have like a like hmm. I think he would talk loud normally. Yeah. Because he's used to like calling out for people to come buy his goods. Yeah. So even when he's not doing that, he still talks loudly um, and like has a tendency to like mention his goods in like every couple conversations. <laughs> yeah. He's like, and you should buy my wares. So they're stealthing um, past the mayor's house trying to sneak in. He's like, did I ever tell you about the woodwork I worked on? <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, and he um, says stuff like, speaking of leather belts, I yeah. hope you said anything about leather belts. Uh, can I have I got a deal for you? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, it's, it's funny when you asked me about a voice for my mm. unique Goliath. I definitely, my first thought was Mickey Mouse. And I was like, but I couldn't do that for like an entire campaign. I can't uh, oh, boy. Hi, everybody. <laughs> oh, like, that would have been so He's painful. Singing, all, there, singing right? all of my songs like yeah. that for the entire campaign. That's too yeah, cool. I feel like that would be difficult. Well, that but, was yeah. a long episode, but it was good. That was our longest episode so far by a long time. Yeah, but I hope but that you enjoyed good. just getting us, us just hanging out and talking about, like, bringing a character to life. Because, like Nate said really early on, like, I think this is what D&D is about, is like, mm. you know, you can play any computer game if you want to and create a half-orc fighter or whatever. But like you don't get the chance to do this kind of stuff yeah. in a in a computer game. Like this this is what tabletop role playing is all about. It's like yeah. bringing bringing characters alive. Thanks guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for having man. me on. Really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah.